For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Man Shake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Man Shake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast that the 40 years of playing PlayStation and near on 10 years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating, which you can now do on Spotify, and a written review. If you are watching us on the YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, of course, the slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Hey, Max. Yo. I have some final good news. If I say final, because there's been a saga that's been going on for the last year, and I've talked about it on here a couple of times, and that was uh, about me uh, uh, getting my assessment for my uh, ADHD, my attention deficit Uh hyperactive disorder. Apparent ADHD. Not anymore, motherfucker. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yesterday I uh, I sat down with a with a psychiatrist which is the last step in in the diagnostic process after going through my assessments etc. Uh, I actually had a, a wedding to go to yesterday which was lovely and I but dickhead me didn't take into account the days and when they're like hey here's an appointment for your psychiatrist so you can get your your diagnoses. Uh it's at this day at this time I'm like brilliant done lock it in it's real hard to get a psychiatrist right now look put me in. And uh, at the time, you know, at the time, uh, it was like, hey, do you know that that's the same day as uh, your you know, friend's um, wedding? I went, no, I did not know that. What time's my appointment? 2.30? Okay. What time's the wedding start? 3.30? Okay. Hmm. It's going to be fun. So here I am having this telehealth appointment to a psychiatrist. I don't know where they're from. Uh, in in a car in a car park of, of of this lovely wedding estate. But no, it was all good. It was a very easy chat, and I they ran through the assessment that I had done, and I like you know told some uh, of the, the things and and whatnot. And at the end, they're like, "Yeah, no, we're pretty confident that's the case. Uh, it does seem to be correct." So uh, yeah, done. That's it. Here you go. I'll, uh, I'll organize you a script of Ritalin and you'll start that as of when you get it fu- when you get it fu- uh, fulfilled and go from there. So yeah, starting tomorrow, I will be uh, having daily methamphetamine. Many, many people wish they could say that. Daily methamphetamine. And then on, and then on Monday when his script gets filled, he'll start his Ritalin. <laughs> 
And no, in the chat. Glad I was sitting. Complete shock. Oh, I know. I, I know. I, I, I'm aware no, that everyone is just baffled um, when, you know, when, I, I went there, <laughs> when all this news. It's like, I think I talked about you, Max. I don't know if it was you or someone else. But when I was like, I think I have ADHD, everyone went, oh, you didn't know? Oh. You were unaware? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, look, it, are you the only one? Are you only finding this out now? <laughs> That's pretty much like all the conversations I had. It was like, Oh, I'm supposed to be shocked. Oh, oh, what a revelation for you. But no, it does feel good to have to have that vindication, to have that validation um, just around it all. And when it comes to obviously having an explanation for why my brain does what it does has been really, really good. And, uh, you know, I've talked about it on here before about how uh, there's a lot of shortcomings that I've had throughout my 32 years that I pretty much can sol- now in hindsight can solely point down to undiagnosed ADHD and the and the uh, disadvantages and challenges that come with it, whether it be emotional dysregulation, um, just bad processing, uh, time management, incorrect prioritize, pri- prioritization, everything, all the things that come with it. So all I'm hoping from here on out is shit gets better and I'll keep it updated on here because look, if, if I can do what, what happened to me was when I had that moment, I went, shit, I think this could be it. If any of our viewers, uh, you know, sits down, takes that moment and has that moment of self-reflection and they, maybe they didn't think about it until they heard it from here, I'm glad I can help. So I will, I will continue to share my journey in the same way that I shared my weight loss journey in the same way that we share our weight loss journey. Um, if it helps someone, it helps at least one other person, then we've done good. What about you, Max? Have you had any big revelations this week? Yes. <laughs> oh shit really we're hitting the house journey okay yeah yeah, so, yeah. For the longest time we've been building a house that's not being built uh last week i decided to be proactive and i sent the builder an email but you know did the whole hey just touching base after the christmas break wanted to make sure everything's on track how's everything going type thing mm-hmm. they got back to me a week later saying hey give us the rest of the deposit and we'll start building your house. I'm like, well, I didn't even know that that was the case. Um, so I rang my broker. I'm like, hey, how do we get the bank to release the funds? We need to pay for the rest of our deposit so we can get the house built. Mm-hmm. And he sent me back, the bank needs the house plans and a stamp of approval from the council to say that they can build this house because the bank's not going to pay for a house that can't be built. Makes sense. Yeah. So emailed the emailed the bills I'm like, hey, if you want your money, I need these things, please. The faster you get them to me, the faster you get paid. Obviously, more eloquently than that, but that was the basic gist. I now haven't heard from them for a while. So the ball's in their court. As soon as they want their money, blah, blah, blah. They'll get it. And then my broker rang me and he's like, hey, um, just wanted to make sure you're aware that there's going to be a shortfall between what the bank is lending you and how much your house is going to cost. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, did you use all of your savings as um, deposit for the land? I said, well, no, because we didn't have to type thing. And he's like, okay, so the shortfall is $2,500. He's oh. like, you've got $2,500, right? And I'm like, all of this relief just washed up. I'm like, yeah, I have $2,500. I can, I can oh. cover this. So we have, we now, now I have solid proof that we have enough money to build this fucking house. Oh, it's, it's almost like they're like, Hey, uh, the loans can be cut short. 
I need about 350. You know, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. This mad, like, fucking mini heart attack. And then... Um, but yeah, everything's all good. So now we're just waiting on the builders again to give us the house plan so we can submit them to the bank. And then the bank will be like, everyone's money's here. Let's go. Well, that sounds like a good revelation. Like You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be Mr. Mr. Initiative and get my shit sorted. It sounds like <laughs> everything came up Millhouse. That was good. Yeah. So that's good. Well, yeah. So hopefully everything's all good and that's the only thing they need because you know, you, then you can start that ball rolling, get, getting ready for the, the new house, which would be cool. Exciting stuff, yeah. Yeah, shit's cool. Shit's exciting. How about anything else happen this week? No, not really. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, mum's mum's well, been pretty uneventful from. It's just been from fucking memory. hot and gross all week. Oh my god, it has been so, so gross, man. So gross. Uh, so the house that I'm in, it's uh, it has this really cool feature where it doesn't have insulation. So it just holds heat like a bastard. Right now, because it's cold and it's been raining for the last two days, it's actually quite mellow in here. I'm sure it'll get mm. I'm sure it'll get freezing cold in winter, but at least right now it's okay. <laughs> like it's all that. All it's that... much. It's much easier to heat yourself up than cool yourself. Oh down, my man. god! Yeah, like is there is there has been lots of underpants days, and even then I'm just lying in a pool in sweat. So if I haven't lost any more weight just from sweating out any water that I've retained, I'll be disappointed. So it's been very tough to sit on the couch and like sweat and with a controller in hand is like dying. Absolutely dying. <sighs> so let's get into this. That's about what we've been playing this week, Max. So first off, out of the bat, uh, we were provided a code from PlayStation Australia for Uncharted, the Legacy of Thieves collection. It is the remastered v version of uh, Uncharted 4 and Uncharted A Lost Legacy uh, for, uh, from the PS4, now on the PS5. Uh, now, we did not get a much, a huge lead time with it. Not, not saying that ungratefully, of course. It's just we didn't get a lot of lead time. We had about 24 hours, 36 yeah. hours, not even, before before the embargo dropped. Uh, so I have not spent a lot of time with it. I, I did give it a good run for its money, or at least Uncharted 4, but the best I could do in about two days. So uh, haven't jumped in a Lost Legacy yet. So we'll have more thoughts as we, as we go on. But Max, uh, you've talked to me here about how you've never played an uncharted game before yet your ah. wife has and loves them how is your experience with the with the remaster how's your wife experience with the remaster so my wife and i started playing it together um because i'm like hey having never played this before can you come in and be like can you play spot the difference type thing she came in she's like damn it, it looks so much better now this is coming from a person who i once put on a movie side by side 1080p 4k she's like it's exactly the same can't, yeah. can't tell the difference so for her to actually notice a difference is you know big 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 positive um i have i think i think having not played it before think i'm right at the very end of the game oh. of uncharted 4 um and i have i've been enjoying my time where, with where, it where are you up to for context uh I have, I'm like balls deep in Libertalia. Yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. You got to, there's a little <laughs> oh, bit left. There's a little bit left. But you're doing good. You're doing so there's a it's couple longer of than you think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's a couple of things that I am disliking about this game, and that's 
purely because uh, because games I've played in a similar vein to this have these features that I enjoy, and this doesn't have them. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, these these games are a bit newer. One is Drake will only move at one speed. Sprinting does not exist, and it drives me yep. insane. I would love to be able to sprint around a little bit faster. Uh, the other is if your jumps are not completely perfect, he will just not grab onto the ledge. He'll just he'll face plant into it <laughs> like, sorry man, you weren't in the right spot, so I'm just not going to grab onto this. What difficulty are you playing on, by the way? I don't. Whatever the default one is, I didn't change any options. Sorry, my camera so, just shows bed for. There's a been times where there's been times where I clearly felt like I've made the jump, and it's just like, nah, dude, sorry, and I've just fallen to my death. Now, granted, the checkpoint system is pretty good. Yeah. It's not like it sets you back. You don't lose anything from from dying. There's no there's no fail state, so it's not a big deal. Um, and I had one humorous interaction where I, using the cover system, I managed to slip through a solid wall and get stuck inside a box and couldn't get out. <laughs> that was. <fun. laughs> and you, you, so you sent me the clip of that, and it's pretty good. You're like, Hush! and then just in the wall and box is like, okay, now what? With this tank just. <laughs> pumping bullets at you yeah so that was that was fun so i had to restart the encounter but other than that the story seems pretty cool the, the gameplay for the most part is very tight it does look significantly better than what it did uh the wonderful additions of the dual sense uh having uh the adaptive triggers uh the better better rumble function mm. is awesome um the dynamic between uh sully nathan and sam is awesome mm. i find uh, you know, it's it's believable that these people are so as tight knit as they are. Obviously, you know it, they're essentially family for um, for them for the most part. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. it. It's making me want to go back and play one, two, and three. Now, although I've seen them be played, uh, there is obviously that that difference to playing it yourself. So, so I'll touch upon it mostly from the uh, from the new the new versions of them having having played all of the ones in the past. So before that, Mac, because you mentioned that like you know this you've enjoyed the, the character dynamics and the story, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A lot of yeah. this, especially the 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 relationships between the individuals, is so reliant on having played the the other three games. Mm. Especially when you know the start of the games, no spoilers. I think everyone's seen it like in the attic of Drake's house. There's a bunch of references to old, uh, old games. Like, how did that land for you? Like, how are you? Because obviously, you're coming in the fourth. What well, is see, presumably Al- the fourth and final? Well, see, Ali played that section. Yeah, Ali, Al- I didn't take over until after, um, after reuniting with Sam. Yeah, like that's when I took over. So I didn't have that. Ali thought it was great. She just ran around, be like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. And she kind of, she's been backseat gaming me too. She's like, you're going the wrong way, dumbass. Go go the other way. She's like, there's a treasure over there if you want to go and get it. I'm like, no, I'm just here to finish the game. I can't be bothered collecting all the treasures. It's not my jam. And she's just sitting there shaking her head going, no, you're going the wrong way. Like, why are you going that way for? Please go the right way. (laughs) Which is a a hilarious change of pace from the dynamic of our... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well that's the thing because you're essentially playing her strength game right it's the one that yeah, she's the much. best at she knows yeah and you get to be the the so it's cool whenever i get whenever i get stuck on a puzzle i'm like ellie what's what am i doing wrong how am i fucking this up i think one thing she mentioned was um there was she doesn't 
at least from her memory, she doesn't recall there being the hint system. The hint system exists, yeah. It was there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she was just that good and didn't need it, and I'm just really shit at the game because I keep getting hints. <laughs> yeah, after a couple of goes, it after a couple of goes or a, or a little bit of time, it does like to go, hey. Because uh, there, there was a there was there was a bit uh, towards the end of the game where you're driving around on a boat and you're following arrows. I'm like, I'm following the arrows. It's just taking me around in fucking circles. I was getting really shitty, mm. so I was literally just doing circles. And then it gave me a hint, and it's like, go over that way. Like, but there's no arrow pointing over that way. And then I'm like, oh, there is. I just I just missed it. And I've just been doing loops around it the whole time. <laughs> That's, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, yes, I myself, I I played Uncharted 4 originally upon release. So I think we, re- we received a review code or... Uh, no, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we, we reviewed it at the time. Um, so I hadn't seen any of the even minor additions like HDR, etc. Because I played it the once and then I was like, I'll play this again at some other day. And like it's, been, I, it's actually really odd. I guess off, off the back of the movie and just getting you know it's been a while i have been wanting to replay uncharted 4 for a while so to ha- mm-hmm. and then have them announce this this collection and then to now be able to play it it's hitting exactly the beats that i wanted to so if, you know as i mentioned so from a story perspective i love it all like nothing beats nathan and his dynamic with sully his dynamic with sam and of course his dynamic with, with elena you know like having them even something as simple as in their house together when they're sitting there eating eating dinner there is such a natural organic delivery to it like the, mm. you, you can tell like it's still witting like scriptedly witty but like there is a realness to to that um which which i love and i think that's great like everyone's sassing each other everyone's talking shit it, it's it's so good but there is a couple of things that really blew my my face off in a good way and a lot of it is in the visual improvements. So it's now, I was playing on performance, so it's running at 4K. Uh, yeah, 4K with 60, 60 frames. So playing with 60 frames is so noticeable compared to the PS4 version, which ran at 30. Um, it just makes it feel overall completely smooth. It's 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 beautiful. Like I've had no, unlike yourself, Max, you fell into a box. I've had no major glitches or, or, or challenges or problems within the world itself uh the it's sharp as hell it looks fantastic um the first thing i noticed is like oh some of the some of it looks a little softer now mm. um not in a bad way just because you know when you'll have a less like a, a less resolution like it just things can be a bit more sharper uh like directionally sharper not visually sharper uh where i'm like oh so nathan's face is a bit softer it's a bit more rounded in, in some ways when you sort of up that count uh, but there are times where like the implementation of HDR um, is just tremendous. Like there is a scene with Sam and Sam's in a prison cell and he's doing sit-ups and you like the way that the light comes in that room, the way it's animated, the way it's it's it looks, it's almost as if someone is literally doing it. It actually like there are moments where you can kind of go, oh, the little un- uncanny valley kicks in a little bit, but there are times where you just like that's fucking amazing. That's like that's some of the best visuals I've ever seen. So I remember playing Uncharted 4 at the time being like, this is the best looking game I've ever seen. Unque- like, it's, it's astounding how good this game looks. Uh, but yeah, here it just looks even better again. It looks amazing. Uh, so it's, as you said, so in terms of the dual sense support, the haptic feedback is tremendous. I, I the, the adaptive triggers are amazing. Just how it does 
what it does it's just it's it's subtle details that you don't tend to realize it's the it's the things like you know going down gravel or firing the weapon or so as you're sliding down the hill all these little details that come through the controller that just add an extra layer uh, extra layer of uh layer of dynamics i should say uh audio wise sounds great using headsets so using the 3d 3d audio whatever no complaints uncharted 4 was one of the first ones to use that sort of the original idea of 3d audio within it with a game with it within sony's first parties so it's implemented well then it's implemented well now uh it's not bad in terms of it's exactly what it was before which is still thumbs up uh is there anything else that i'm missing i don't think so other than having, those, not, having, having not touched Lost uh, Legacy yet. Yeah, so Lost Legacy, Lost Legacy is a much shorter experience, Max. You'll be able to rip through it pretty, pretty quickly. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to... I was hoping to bowl uh, this... I was hoping to get Uncharted 4 finished by recording today, but I kind of got uh, sidetracked by the other game I've been playing this week. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's all good. That's all good. But uh, yeah, look... <laughs> It is one of those things where, like, if you have access to a PS5, this is unquestionably the best way to play at least Uncharted 4. We'll have more to say about Lost Legacy um, when we spend time with it over the next week, but it is unquestionably the best way to play Uncharted 4. Mm. Um, Uncharted 4, I would argue, is still one of the best games on PlayStation. Um, That's very personally, of course, obviously God of War being number one, Uh, but Uncharted 4 is up there because even from a story perspective from a gameplay perspective everything about it is fun i i when i picked it up to play it having not played uncharted one two or three since the nathan drake collection it felt like coming home it just felt so natural and fluid and here i am just climbing the you know climbing the the walls of things and scaling and swinging and all the things i was done before and i'm like yeah i remember all this (sighs) you know it's 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 so good but anyways, uh, Uncharted, uh, the uh, Legacy of Thieves collection is out now on PS4 and PS5. For those who are lucky enough to have one, uh, once again, uh, the review code was provided to us by PlayStation Australia. So big thank you to, for them for showing us the support to allowing us to review that. Now, Max, what is the other game that you've been playing? Uh, I was lucky enough to pick up a copy of Pokemon Legends RCS. Why the fuck we took no one here about it? Tell me, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's the PlayStation Show Max, but I want to hear. I know. I, I kind of want to hear is, about it. Though. I really do. It is so good. The best way to describe, like, to put it in like its simplest form, this is Monster Hunter with Pokemon. Oh, okay. So like, you have research tasks. And you, you open up your Pokedex and it's like, I we, we, we want to know as much about this as we possibly can. So we want you to catch uh, capture 30 of them. Battle 30 of them. Capture some during the day. Capture them during the night. Observe them using X move. Evolve them. Oh. Uh, like, it, it, it's very much focused on these short form or long form missions and tasks that you do whilst progressing the overarching story so there's no there's no gyms and badges to collect instead you have to uh confront the 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 guardian pokemon now one of them was in the trailer uh is was in one of the trailers and it was the new um new new form of cypher for the life of me i cannot remember uh, what it's called 
Um, so I've I've done that encounter and I've done the second encounter. I believe there's five in total because you can clearly see that the slots of where the badges will go, or that the stamps when you when you've uh, encountered the guardians. Um, but it's a it's really cool. So the the map is separated into the different areas akin to that of Monster Hunter. Um, you still have your six Pokemon team. You can throw your Pokemon out at any time because it's a, it's an open world game. There is no battle screens. If you throw your your Pokemon at a Pokemon in the wild, it will initiate a battle. You can still run around 360 degrees around the Pokemon battle as those as they're battling. Um, and it's really it's really cool. You can sneak around. You can you can dodge things. You can catch Pokemon straight out of the wild without having to battle them. Obviously, that's a little bit harder to do. There's a an in-depth crafting system where you craft the different types of Pokeballs and the medicines and the instead of just buying them for, from a shop, you go out and collect the things that you need. Uh, so if you need berries, you, you you call your Pokemon out next to a tree with berries on it, and the Pokemon will will use an will use a move to shake the trees to drop the berries so you can collect them. Or if you need ores, you can you call your Pokemon out and the and it will harvest the ore for you by breaking it up. It's just it's such a nice change of pace from the regular um, system of Pokemon that's been the same for so many years. Now, is it the best looking game? No. Yeah. It's a Switch game. <laughs> it has horrendous render dif- render distancing. Uh, there's times where uh, it's trying to emulate wind blowing through the grass, but all the grass is doing is essentially headbanging at a rock concert, all in syn- like all synchronized up, and it's just doing this, and it looks really weird. <laughs> um, but the character models look fine. The Pokemon themselves look great. It's just when you get into those big open vistas, it does seem a little lackluster than what mm. they're going for because obviously they are limited by the hardware that they're on um but gameplay wise i haven't been able to put my switch down and it doesn't often happen yeah i can't seem to pitch i can't even seem to pick my switch up so (laughs) um yeah it's it's been really cool if you're a fan of the monster hunter series this this game is set up exactly like that and it it's the it's it's been really fun well the thing for me and is... like I, and like the one of the other features that has changed from from old pokemon games is usually when you battle your pokemon and they gain enough experience to evolve they will automatically evolve at the end of a battle in this game because you can get xp from them just gathering stuff it will give you a notification saying hey your pokemon's ready to evolve if you want to evolve it and then you can just open the menu click on your pokemon and click evolve that way you don't have to evolve your Pokemon if you don't want to because you might have more of the research research tasks to do with that Pokemon. So you, you don't want to evolve it yet. And they've also added the addition of uh, agile and strong moves. So a strong move is more likely to a critical hit, but your Pokemon won't recover as fast. So they may not go... There's a turn order in the game now. So they may not get their turn in order. So instead of going backwards and forth, one for one, uh, you might use a strong attack and the Pokemon on the other side may, may get three moves in a row before you've recovered in time. So there's that risk reward of, do I hit big 
but not hit again for a little while. Or you can use the inverse, which are the agile attacks, which are a lot faster, but they're weaker. And you might be able to get an agile attack out as well as an, as a second attack before the the opponent gets to make a first move. So there's that and that extra level of of play. Well, that's good. So the the thing that, that captures my interest in what you've just said is that uh, that like my biggest my biggest problems with Pokemon is the lack in in change in formula for the last twenty five years. So maybe yeah. this is it. Maybe this is the one that like I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan. So maybe it, it's not really built for me in that space. But I still respect and appreciate them going. Oh, let's do something completely different, which is good. like because like a lot of people. And I know I was one of them when uh, this is this is Breath of the Wild Pokemon. It's not that. I think it's more akin to Monster Hunter. You've got you've got specifically designed locations that you travel to. There's loading screens between them. There's it's not one big open world. There are clear exits to next ne- uh, like the next path. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, it's it's very cool. It is it is a wonderful change of the formula that's, in my opinion, kind of been stagnating a little bit. Oh, very, very, very much so. <laughs> very much so. Cool. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying that and not playing a PlayStation. But, um, hey, I, hey, I almost finished Uncharted 4. You did, like, you right did a good there. job with Uncharted. I can't argue that at all. Can't argue <clears> that at all. Uh, so you're not prepping for Witch Crane at all? You st- or, are you, or are you ready to go? Uh, so my 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 Destiny Two buddy has uh, they've kicked back into gear as of the weekly reset this week. I'll probably see. I'd like to say that I'll do it next week, but uh, Dying Light Two comes out next week, and that's probably just gonna take up all my time until Witch Queen launches. And then Witch Queen launches, and then two days later, Elden Ring comes out. So. I'll like I, I don't know when I'm going to get back to it. I've pre-ordered it. I like I've, I've already purchased Witch Queen. It's just a matter of I'll get. Like it's going to be hard to find time to play everything in February. It's going to be brutal. It really will. And I, I don't know how we're going to do it. And so. like even, and then like there's only two of us. We can only divide and conquer so much. And like, you're not playing Elden Ring, so like I'll have to fall on that sword, which is just a real shame for me. I know. I know. I can tell that you are devastated. <laughs> But um, you know, we've got we've got Sifu coming up, Dying Light Two's coming up, Horizons coming up, which is which has gone gold this week. Like, there's gonna be is there's too many games. It's a just huge first world problem. <laughs> but there's, there's, it's been so long since I've gone. There's there's too much to play in a month. And then you know, straight away in March, the front end, the front half of March is pretty stacked. You know, we've got GT7, and for some reason, that's the I say it's stacked. That's the only thing I can that comes to mind at the moment. I think um, isn't isn't Tiny Tina's Wonderlands fr- front end of March or is that yeah back front end of March? No, front end of March? Yeah, so like you know, there's some cool stuff coming. So everyone prepare yourselves, I guess. Yeah, that's the yeah, which is like. <laughs> Get ready for it, because then there's probably going to be a massive lull between like March and September. And that's what I'm taking. So right now, I'm taking advantage of that. I'm taking advantage of that of that lull. So, you know, we, you know how last week we were discussing our our backlog challenge. No, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, that backlog challenge, right? 
So for me this week, outside of playing Uncharted, I have jumped back into Horizon. I jumped in it where I previously had left off and I went, I have no idea where the fuck I am or what I was doing or anything. So I did start the game again for what is now the fourth time, I believe. Uh, and I've really been enjoying it. It's one of those things like I, every time I've tried to go back the last, what, two times in the last 12 months, 18 mm. months, didn't land for me for whatever reason. This time, I guess whether it's the hype for Forbidden West, I'm like, ooh, maybe this is it. Maybe it's getting me excited. And I think that's what it is. And knowing, because, you know, uh, friends of the show uh, have uh, started publishing on social media that the, the, they're out in the wild, codes are there for Forbidden West. The select few, the elite, are currently <laughs> playing it. So maybe that fuels my fire. I'm like, oh shit, people are actually having it in their hands and they're playing it right now. I have pressure to get this game fucking finished. You know, A, not just for the backlog challenge, but like, you know, we, we, we're very lucky and we're in a position where we'll normally get a code as the embargo drops or just before. Uh, so we won't have the same lead time, but I'm like, that is really giving me a rough, t- r- really short amount of time to get this game finished. So probably this evening, I was like, I left it like in rest mode on the PlayStation Five. So I'm like, when I'm done here, just go back to hunting uh, robos. But like, it's good. It's so fucking good. I love that game quite a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, that's pretty much the only other thing that I've really been playing. No, in the chat, jumps in about Sifu and says Sifu's on sale on the PS Store before release is interesting. I'm assuming to help get a foot in the door with all these upcoming releases. Yeah, so there, something the store does do quite often actually is if a game is coming up uh, and they essentially wanted to pre-order, right? Because obviously they get a greater cut if you buy it on the store compared to physical, which I don't think CP has physical release anyway. But if they incentivize you and say, hey, you've got PS Plus, here's a discount before release. It's kind of an incentive to get PS Plus. It's an incentive for you to buy something before it comes out. It's pretty much a like a, a all wins perspective for them. It's kind of why they do it. But uh, yeah, you'll, you'll find a lot of games. I, I think a good handful of upcoming games will tend to have a window of time with a PS Plus discount upon launch. It's probably like not even 20%, not even that's like 10%, maybe like 20, you know, yeah. 10 bucks maybe off, but it's better than nothing if, you, if you're looking to, to save some dollary dues. <sighs> All right, Max. Well, let's get, before we get into the news, let's get into the section we call our Get Less Fat Update. Over the last two years, I have been on a weight loss journey, as has Max, using a product called The Man Shake. It is a meal replacement shake that I am an ambassador for. In uh, 18 months, I lost 40 kilos. In 12 months, Max lost 15. Pardon me. So each week, we have this section of the show where we keep ourselves accountable uh, and talk about what we've been doing in the week, you know, and also Man Shake supports the show, so it's really handy. Max, how's your week been? Uh, The week's been hot as balls, and I have not wanted to drink milky liquid meals so i've been living off salad rolls every day because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i'm not I, I really don't want to just the thought of it at the start of, like it was like 40 degrees in my house most days i'm just like i do not want to drink this tepid warm meal yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have this salad roll instead <laughs> so like i ate pretty well this week but i did not have shakes so look, I've not weighed in at all this week uh, for similar reasons because I was like, I, <laughs> I know that I'm like, I've had it, I've had it like most days at work or whatever. Yeah. Because um, it's part of the, re- part of my daily routine. So it's super easy for me just to keep doing it. But like I've missed some shakes here and there. I just didn't end up having lunch because of work and being distracted. 
and you know and then I've I've ha- obviously had a wedding yesterday as well so I ate pretty poor then and, and I ate kind of poor earlier in the week and I'm living that sweet like not like not free life completely but there's like a little mixed ground between like mm. um you're not as strict anymore I'm not as strict as I was and I'm enjoying mm. it like I said I still like I I, I I feel heavy today, obviously, after eating a ton of food at a wedding. But, like, it's not too bad. Like, I'm still the same size in terms of my clothes and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I'm living in that sweet life where I can now just sort of enjoy it. But I imagine as the weather starts to, like, you know, peter back down a little bit and uh, or at least settle out, you know, we'll probably get back back into the grind a bit better and, and continue the, the journey that we're on. But for me, it's all about maintaining right now. Like, I haven't gone to the gym in about three weeks either. So, I jacked my knee up a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know how I did it and it fucking hurt. So it's sometimes taking the stairs just gives me unbearable knee pain. And then I, I, for some reason, I've done something to the muscle on my arm here. I was wrestling, wrestling my kid today. And then I went, I reached up and went, do it. And something popped and went, ah. So I don't know what, so I don't know what that was. But it's probably because I haven't gone to the gym. My body's declining again. This is the way, I, this is the way my body used to feel. So I'm like, that's fucking horrifying. So I need to go back to the gym. But at the end of the day, whether it be because of the heat or whatever, at the end of the day, I'm, like, oh, I'm just going to die. So I just kind of don't do anything. You know, where previously I would like, I would, on the way home, I would stop and go to the gym and then work myself into a sweat and then go home and then die. But I've just got to bring it back into my routine and then and then we'll, we'll be good to go. But if you want to start your own weight loss journey, you can. There is a link in the description. It is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P manshake. You don't even have to buy anything. Just by clicking the link, you help support the show. You help support us. Uh, and look, who knows? Maybe you'll even uh, change, change your life a little bit. The way, the way that I have. I've lost 30% of my body weight. It's damn impressive. I can see my shit again. I can look down and see all my parts. Uh, it's, a, it's a shout out to something that'll be happening in the coming weeks. Just saying. You're not going to see my dick in a couple of weeks. Just preface. <laughs> just want to preface. <laughs> We're starting the OnlyFans in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> The real fans. For the fans. Uh, Oh, no, that's no. (laughs) No. Anyway, let's move on before Ryan. Before I dig myself into a deeper hole, this is the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Uh, Let's kick things off with PlayStation news. The PlayStation Plus titles have been announced for February. We have Planet Coaster. Only the PlayStation 5 version, not the PS4 version. We have Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep, the one-shot adventure for PlayStation 4, and EA Sports UFC 4 for PlayStation 4. So this is obviously in that dicey ground of Planet Coaster has a PS5 version and a PS4 version. If you buy it, you get both, but you are only getting the PS5 version through PlayStation Plus. Just a heads up. As uh, someone that's spoilt into the 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 world of PS5, I don't give a fuck. But like, cool. I, I like I, I remember seeing that game upon release, so like because it was one of the launch titles. I was like, oh, I'll give Planet Coaster. But looks, no, I'm not paying that. So I'm glad that I'm getting it really. But the big win here is unquestionably Tiny Tina's. Well, see, do you end up buying it? So the issue is. Uh, a couple of months back, we got the Handsome Collection through PlayStation Plus, which comes with this DLC as part of Borderlands 2. Yeah, but, it's ten- not a, but not the solo experience I, like not this. Not the though. solo experience. Um, 
that's that's true. This is this is a purely standalone experience. Um, but there has been gripe on the internet of people saying, "Well, we've already kind of gotten this before." This is kind yeah, of but sucky. you kind of haven't. You're complaining, fucks. Nice. <laughs> um, anyway, check it out. It is the best, the best part of Borderlands Two. Oh, and during during the chat here, we've been raided by by a friend of the show, Meg, with uh, a party of six. Uh, she's over there doing her mini painting streams, and she's shared all over here to talk PlayStation. Nice. Uh, next up, we have some PlayStation app updates. Sony is slowly rolling out functionality it has previously promised, allowing you to access the videos and screenshots you capture on PlayStation 5 using the Create button inside of the PlayStation app on your smartphone. You'll be able to enter your media gallery on your console, and you may be prompted to enable auto-upload depending on where you live. The functionality did soft launch in Japan and Canada last year. Sony has been testing it for a while, but once set up, all your screenshots and videos of up to three minutes will be uploaded and accessible within the PlayStation app for 14 days. See, I love this, right? So especially for us working in a content creation space. Like, I'll, can, you just, can you give me two seconds? I need to... I'll keep, I can hear a child going crazy, but I'll keep chatting. Hi, everyone. I'll talk to you directly. So for, for us specifically, in terms of the, the workspace that we are in, it, this is fantastic news. The amount of times that like I take screenshots or or whatever with it within a game that we're playing and I go, oh man, I would love to share this across social media. So it'd be like, hey, look at this great shot I took in uh, uh, my, uh, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy or, or in Uncharted 4, which we've been playing this week. Uh, I would love to put that on social media. But I, the, the, in, the social media integration Integration within the app within the console itself is a little bit shit it's not the most fun experience to you know like type on the non-existent keyboard and all that sort of stuff and get it all sent through and it, it's not very fun so be able to have it sent to my phone which then i can blast it across twitter so, uh, facebook instagram wherever i want so the console just has twitter and facebook i think but the way it works is kind of dumb so be able to, have, to share it across multiple uh, uh platforms is a big win for, for me personally uh and i it, because of its difficulty in in shareability uh i've actually been quite reluctant in taking screenshots or capturing video within the within the console itself i'm like ah oh, because if I, i'll take the photo and i know farewell that i'll never fucking use it I, I it's complete ambition on my part that i'm taking the screenshot so this may make me do it more again which is good like it's a hundred percent a good thing like that is a it's a great positive and, and uh sort of incentive and it also gives the ps app a lot more functionality because i have it on my phone it notifies me every time that my friends get into a, a group group call that they're a part of which i normally ignore notification anyway uh, it, I can buy games through the store on my phone. I can redeem codes that we get for review. But like other than that, there's not a whole lot that I can do. It kind of just sits there. So to give, to give me another reason to actually open the app and use the app is certainly uh, not a bad thing for me anyway, right? It's just that uh, I, like I need any more reason to be on my phone if I'm being honest. Like I'm on my phone way too much as it is. But like if I'm sitting there at the console and I'm playing something and I'm like, I want to share this screenshot or this clip because something cool happened. It's never like a skill-based cool because even for someone that works in games press for the long, as, long, long the amount of time that I have, uh, as long as I have is what I was trying to say, uh, I have no skills. I'm just bad. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah. So like, there's not me like, hey, check out this fucking sweet run that I had in Returnal or something. That never happens at all, at all. 
Uh, it's just more of like, here's a picture, cool picture in a game, or, you know, just it's highlighting something. I'm way too lazy to walk over and put a USB in and, and transfer it over to the computer or whatever, or whatever, because I have an iPhone that I can't just plug crap into. It's really inconvenient. But uh, it's, it's, it's quite handy, uh, nonetheless. And Max is back. Sorry about that. Is she dead? I've had a very unhappy child. <laughs> oh, no. So I was just discussing how... Oh, shit, wait, first she okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, she, got into, she got into trouble. So I was discussing how, uh, from a content creation standpoint, it's really handy to have this feature because I'll, I previously I wouldn't take wouldn't take screenshots because it was too much effort for me to put it on shit. Where now it's consent to my phone, it makes life so much easier. What's your stance on it? Are you a screenshot person? I, uh, pretty much exactly the same. I I would much prefer uh, being able to hit the share button, take the screenshot, get on my phone, and just send the photo as opposed to taking a, like a, a photo of my screen. Oh. Because, yeah, I take one of the things I be, I try to do throughout the year is take video game credit shots. So, like, as mm. throughout the year, I'm like, hey, I, I keep a record of how many games that I finish. And then we just take a screenshot of the of my computer of my computer screen, my, my TV, and post it on social media with my description of the credits. Now, the reason I do that is because it's, it's, it adds validation. I mean, I didn't just pull it off, off, off someone else's stuff. Like, here's my TV. Here's me with the credits. But I guess no one's ever questioned my validity, I suppose. So you're just standing there in front of the TV, like, yes, this like is me. Yeah. yeah, like me holding a newspaper with today's date on it and stuff, like some sort of ransom note. But yeah, look, I've been very lucky. No one's questioned my validity in the space, so I I don't really have to go to that that level. But I still do it anyway. Uh, next up, we have Sony London Studio. Sony first party London Studio is continuing to staff up for its PlayStation Five online game. While many expected it to continue its work with VR, with PSVR 2, it seems like the UK-based studio is very much all in on whatever the multiplayer experience is. A senior character artist position makes reference to, quote, a wide range of characters, skins, creatures, weapons, and gear, but there are few clues outside of this. It seems like a big undertaking, though, with one recruitment post referring to, quote, a unique opportunity to be at the heart of crafting and bringing to life... the next PlayStation icons. Sweet. I ain't mad about that at all. Like, Sony London, the last thing they they did of major note from memory were the... Which one, sorry? Blood Blood and Truth. Truth. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the heist, but the heist was there, uh, the thing from PlayStation Worlds. But yeah, Blood and Truth was dope. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, The thing that has me most excited uh, about this is... Uh, what I would like to see come back from London Studio is the getaway, and I do believe that like Blood and Tr- Blood and Truth is kind of like the Getaway Three in a vague way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they can actually give us a either a soft reboot or a complete reboot of the Getaway, because I loved it on PS2, man, it's so good. Like, not that Sony needs another third person uh, action adventure game. There's quite enough of them, um, but they don't have anything that falls within that sort of that kind of game style because it was a little yeah. it was a little gta clony at the time but it wasn't in that same level of silliness or crazy or bombastic it was just this really cool like you know underground mafia-esque story you think you played a cop for a while in one of them but you know it was, it was awesome i really enjoyed it i really, really enjoyed it that'd be great but Having come off the back of Blood and Truth, as we just mentioned, having them work on something for the PSVR 2, that, that is nothing but good news for me as well. Blood and Truth was by far one of the complete standouts of the PSVR, especially in the year it released. 
Uh, and it's one of those, one of the rare few that I have gone back to even later. My, the way this game plays from a, from a uh, set pieces, from a shooting, from a visual standpoint, from just how it ran, how it played. Like I'm yet, to, I should go back and play with it on the PS5. All right, change plans. Not playing Horizon this evening, <laughs> but no, oh. it's it's certainly good. And like, and if they're starting to staff up right now, that means it's it's something will still be a while away. But it means they're they're in the right path to uh, getting something good out, which I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. But uh, speaking of just more shit coming out, Star Wars Max. Star Wars, uh, ever since it's purchased from in, into in by Disney, it's just every day. There's there's always just new shit constantly uh, around around Star Wars, and that hasn't slowed down. So EA, they may have lost exclusive dibs on the Star Wars license. However, it's not backing away from the from the juggernaut film franchise at all. As part of a press release earlier this week, it was confirmed that Respawn Entertainment is now working on three different licensed titles inspired by the Lucasfilm franchise. This will include a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is already in production under ex-God of War 3 director Stig Amusen. The two other titles include a first-person shooter fronted by Peter Hirschman and a strategy game made in collaboration with the new team Bit uh, the new team Bit Reactor. In the case of the latter title, Respawn Entertainment will produce it, while the development heavy lifting will be handled by Bit Reactor themselves. All three projects will be designed under the watchful eye of Call of Duty veteran Vince Zampella, who founded Respawn Entertainment. Quote. We are huge fans of Star Wars here at Respawn, and we're, we're thrilled to work with Lucasfilm Games on the new on new titles that we have wanted to make for years," said Zampella. If you want to make great Star Wars games, you should come join us on our journey. Now, Max, I've got some thoughts around this and how it's ended up the way it has. You, not a massive Star Wars fan or vocal Star Wars fan? What's your thoughts? <laughs> no, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Um... I do like the Star Wars games, though. Mm. Uh, having a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order is a no-brainer. Uh, but I can't help but feel that part of me is super bummed about this because I kind of just want a Titanfall 3. Yeah. yeah. Like, Titanfall was so good. Like, obviously, the first one being um, Xbox exclusive, Titanfall 2 coming to PlayStation consoles. And it's sandwiched one between of... Battlefield and Call of Duty. Never got the it love is... that it deserved. <laughs> it is still one of the best first-person shooter campaigns I've ever played. And if you haven't played uh, um, Titanfall 2's campaign, you should definitely do yourself a favor and do it. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It And, like, are we... So, like, like I said, Fallen Order makes makes sense. Not a huge... Like, what are they going to do for a first-person shooter? Are they going... Is it going to be a themed first-person shooter? Is it going to be, like, the Han Solo game? Are we getting... Like, you know, what what is that entail? And for the strategy game, am I just going to get Age of Star Wars? Like, is that just what that That's is? That's already existed, and it's called Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, and it's fucking fantastic. So you shut your mouth, Max. Uh, the main part is me is my own confusion because I like I said I, I like Star Wars games but I like cherry picked Star Wars games I'm a huge fan of like Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast not a yeah. big fan of like 
the 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 recent Battlefront games have been pretty poo poo, in my opinion. So this is... Like it's just it's really hard because when the when the Star Wars games are good, they tend to be really good, but when they're bad, they seem really. There's no mediocrity in the Star Wars franchise. It's either one extreme or the other, mm. and I don't know where these will go. Uh, for for me, I think, and like part of the reason why I like Jedi fallen order so much is because it was just dark souls with lightsabers yeah for me like like so like that that brought me in but i don't know part of me is just bummed that it means that we're not going to get titanfall 3 anytime soon (laughs) i'm coming at this from a couple different angles uh in that the first one for me is knowing that ea has lost exclusive rights uh last year to star wars as a franchise um, especially after, mostly due to their mishandling of it, really. They had mm. it for the better part of eight years, nine, seven years, eight years. And the, all they released was Battlefield 1, Battlefield 2, oh, Battlefront, Battle sorry, Battle, Battlefront 1, Battlefront 2, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Now, granted, Jedi Fallen Order was awesome. Battlefront 1 and 2 were fine. Like, they, they really soiled the potential of what the Star Wars license should be. So for them now to go, we have three new Star Wars games. I'm like, well, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. Really? I, and two, why are they all at Respawn? EA has tons of studios. Why just Respawn? Now, Respawn's great. Don't get me wrong. And like a side, another thing that they're really working on now is from where what we're aware would be the likes of Apex. Because mm. we had had communication that there was no plans for a Titanfall three, etc. So there was really no like, ah, oh, well now they're going to stop doing well, that because uh, they were never re- going to do it. Are respawn just getting? Are respawn just the Star Wars guys like Insomniac are the Marvel guys? I think that might be the case here, and I think because like the only reason I say that is because if we look at what what's happening right now within how Disney in this case, are handling their IP, is they are clearly selecting specific studios that they believe can deliver on good, right? Because they, they have had that their time where they um, sort of just were focused on one studio. They're like, well, no, that's... We, we went over to Insomniac knowing farewell that they could they could do something good with Spider-Man, like looking at uh, Sunset Overdrive, etc. And they delivered. So that's fine, people that can do a good job. Respawn did a great job with Fallen Order. Let's see what else they can do, right? Like yeah. they, you know, they've, they've got they've got quite a, a varying skill set. It should be fine. So for me, as you see, money yourself, Fallen Order Two, a no brainer. It checks out for me. I feel that game really did get a disservice for releasing in like November or December of that year. So I missed out on no, it was November because it was right after it was it was right after Call of Duty and right before Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. So it was in it a was real in a really shitty spot. It was a really shitty sh- shitty spot. So it didn't make any end of the you know game of the year uh list because it was kind of just past all that. And I was bummer. So the only thing the problem that I have with that game is the story. It had this big MacGuffin that you spend the entire game trying to find and then they go, eh it means nothing at the end of the game. So it's kind of a bit mm-hmm. bullshit. Also, one of the best best watched speed running uh, oh, yeah? games, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, speed running ain't my thing, so um, I'll take your word for it. But that, but like other than that, the gameplay is fantastic. First person shooter, cool. You know, like as long as it's not first person lightsabering, is rough. It's rough unless you're playing in VR. So you and I played the Vader Immortal. Uh, we reviewed mm-hmm. that a little while ago, and uh, that's different because it's VR. But even as much as I love like Star Wars Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy, 
playing the lightsaber pass in first person, rough. Mm. Unless you start like making like Sifu or an Absolver, but with the but with the uh, intricacies or like a For Honor, you know that that sort of game system with the lightsabers, you're gonna have a bad time. What I'm hoping is that they bring something new to it in terms of that you're not playing uh, someone within the Skywalker family circle. It's the same problem that I have with the Star Wars films and why Rogue One fucking rocks is because it's not about the Skywalkers. So if they do something here and they're like, hey, you're someone that works for the Resistance or you're someone that works for the Rebel Alliance or, you know, what we saw with Battlefront 2, like, hey, you're someone that fucking works for the Empire. Like, I think there's a lot more great, like, it's a Star Wars universe, right? So why is everything so intricately connected to one fucking family? Why is Star Wars so incestuous? It's weird. It's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, so if they if they can go down some different route, like in the same, maybe you're a bounty hunter, <gasps> like like thirteen thirteen was going to be. That's awesome. Uh, and third, obviously a RTS style game is dope. I you know was it what they mentioned was RTS or was turn based? Uh, strategy game. I should I should correct myself. A strategy game that would be fun because you know there's great wars and you can sort of play like Civilization, but Star Wars that sounds amazing. And there was there was, it was a Galaxy at War. That was a, an old Star Wars game on PC that did exactly that, and that game is well well loved. Um, Galactic Battlegrounds, less known, still love it. It was great. I I uh, have it installed on the on this computer and I play it occasionally because it's fu- it's like a, it is literally Age of Empires but with Star Wars. I love it. Uh, but the other concern that I have is not just about respawn specifically. I believe that they can deliver on these, but it makes me wonder how long were these ideas just sitting there and EA went, no, because to have three full blown ideas and three games that are now in presumable pre-production, where were they before? I mean, you could argue it's just two. Like Fallen Order was always yeah, going okay. to get a two two new IP, right? So we know that uh, Quantic Dream is working on a Star Wars game as well. That that conversation would have happened uh, without EA's involvement because obviously it happened to speak to start to Lucasfilm directly, uh, Lucasfilm Games directly, I should say. But we're here. That means within EA, either these ideas are they went fuck. We've lost the license. Who's got ideas? Let's let's make up for lost time and let's prove that That's we're not pre- shit. That's pretty much what they're doing. Or, 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 or as essentially someone gave them a file of like ideas for Star Wars games, and they went, "We've got Battlefront, we got microtransactions. Let's just put that file over there. We don't need to worry about that. Let's cancel thirteen thirteen. Let's uh, not do a bunch of Star Wars properties. Cool, because we've got exclusivity deal. Who like to back on our discussion last week around Act- around Activision and Microsoft exclusives? Like hard lockdown exclusive only breeds the best content." EA is a perfect example of that, right? Then when there's no pressure to deliver the best because there's no competition, it doesn't fucking matter, right? And now they're like, uh-oh, pressure's on. We should probably have done something with all that time that we've wasted. Uh, hey, Reese, remember those three? Remember those two ideas you pitched at, at us that we were we laughed in your face about? You cool with doing them? I'm That's a total hyperbole hyper right there. I have no proof that they laughed at them or that conversation even happened, but... That's how I see it going in two ways. Either they're yeah. frantically grabbing at shit now or they're realizing they fucked up and they're trying to make up for lost time, which only scares me more because they're going to push these games out fast. And I don't know how big Respawn is. I don't think they're as, as massive as people think. So I do wonder 
can they handle all these three properties at the same well, time? Well, I mean, in, in saying that... is Fallen Order 2 is, much further along than we think? Well, I would imagine Fallen Order could be a lot further on, but the other thing is um, Bit Reactor is handling the strategy game. But even in production standpoint... Respawn yeah. are just producing it. Yeah, I guess there's only certain higher-ups that would be involved in the production side of it, so not not the not every single individual on the team would be involved. So yeah, that no, checks out, I suppose. I'm just being overly fucking cautious, I suppose. Quick bits, right? Because it is a short news week this week. Horizon, as we alluded to earlier, has gone gold ahead of its February 18th release. And codes are in the wild, as we've seen on socials. It's it's crazy. It's scary times. I'm excited. Whew! Elden Ring Wait, actually, has Max, gone gold. Ooh, like, you know, you said that you're not going to play Horizon. but I, I'm going to play it. I'm probably not going to get to it in February. Yeah, as I'm saying, though. but like, I, how are you feeling? Are you excited? Yeah. I'm super keen. Like, it looks fantastic. They're, like, you'd be crazy not to, but I just... If it if there was more of a gap between Horizon and Elden Ring, <laughs> then, then yes. They're rather than I mean, rather than hours, I mean, who knows? Can I finish Horizon in a week? No, this it's not happening. But yeah, so yeah, Elden Ring has gone gold ahead of its February twenty fourth release. No, double gold this week. So that means at least you and I will be playing the, one of these games each in February. Crisis 4 has also been confirmed what, earlier this week. What the fuck? How is Crisis still a franchise? Hyperscape, the Ubisoft Battle Royale game, is shutting down as of the 28th of April. Now, I knew this wasn't very good, but like, Ubisoft are normally pretty good at supporting games, so I guess I, I imagine this died in the ass real fast. And Iron Galaxy's brawler themed Battle Royale Rumbleverse which was due to release officially on the 15th of February, has been delayed indefinitely. <laughs> A month out and it's delayed indefinitely? Apparently the beta did not go well. I, and I, have, I can assume. <laughs> and they have decided to delay it indefinitely. They are still going to be working on it. They're just not going to give a new release date. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm really sorry. But you have to know, less than three weeks out from release, that your game needs to be delayed indefinitely. Maybe they thought people would like the charm of the bugs and issues. Who knows? Maybe it's one of those things that, like, ah, people, you know, people are used to getting bugs and shit now. It's fine. <laughs> Wrestling is janky. Maybe they, maybe they don't realize, like, oh, no upcoming releases for this week because uh unfortunately playstation australia have not released their top 10 best-selling games for the week uh upcoming we have life is strange remastered coming to playstation 4 and playstation 5 february 1st dying light 2 playstation 4 playstation 5 february 4th and although it's just a day over we will also add in sifu playstation 4 playstation 5 february 8th and oli oli world ps4 ps5 february 8th that's my sifu karate chops by the way just <laughs> sifu karate chops. yeah look we're fucking busy next week holy shit so uh i want to play sifu i want to play oli oli world so i saw some footage from player two and i went uh, i'm playing oli 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 world on my on my a draft list yeah oh yes i put code i put code requests in for both those by the way uh <laughs> um i, I saw <laughs> uh what, what else what else what else on that list 
Life is Strange. Yeah, I don't care about them. And Dying Light. Dying Light 2. 2, I know you are like... Dying Light 2 drops on Friday. You are erect for this. I'm now, so I have wrestling on Saturday. So we can either record... If you want to talk Dying Light, I'm comfortable with us recording Sunday. And I can get it up in by Monday morning. We'll if, have, we'll, if, if you we'll, want to have time we'll for talk, Dying Light. We'll talk throughout the week. I might... Because I don't want... I, like, I, I know I, how I excited might, for you after this game, and I really want to hear your thoughts upon release weekend. I might want to do a more of the players. For <gasps> Sorry, we'll, we'll talk about it. Right, we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, and also, we should also preface as well, friend of the show, uh, John O'Peck, the writer of Rainbite's Trigger Witch, uh, is finally... It's received a PS5 update. It's looked even better. Right. Plays 120 frames per second if your monitor supports it. And it has the brand new trophy list. So go check it out. Free PS5 upgrade if you have uh, the game previously. Uh, I upgraded our copy of it and I'm 100% going to play it. Maybe not right now, but I will because the frame... It, it played great before, but the frames is good. It did play really good. And, yeah. uh, oh, I randomly got... And no I fun. have 120 frames to play on. Oh, <gasps> damn. You have to do it. Do it for Jono. Do it for John or everyone. Do it for our, our friend. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That does bring us to the end of the episode this week. Yeah, my butt's, well, every- my butt's a bit sore in the chair today. It's not doing too yeah. mm. <laughs> Well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday at... You are, correct. you are correct. Yeah, I know, but I kind of threw myself off there for a second. Anyway, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support your show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating, which you can now do on Spotify, and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players.